That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, July 14th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Ghost of Tsushima reviews are online, and I have some of my own thoughts to share. It's good. Google also shared a Stadia Connect presentation today, and Death Stranding is out on PC. Ghost of Tsushima reviews are live today ahead of the game's Friday release, and they are overall very positive. I got a code from Sony a while ago, and before I dive into everyone else's reviews, I just wanted to say that I really love the game. I watched credits roll late last night, and though the game isn't particularly innovative in terms of open world action, I just found it to be really well executed. I love the way protagonist Jin Sakai moves. I love the way all of your abilities and stances, which you have to change often through the course of every fight, are instantly accessible without ever having to enter a pause menu, which is something that's important to me. It's something I like when it's pulled off well. I like games that keep you in control of your character as much as possible. In Tsushima, you can switch between all kinds of sword abilities and gadgets, for lack of a better term, immediately, all while being in full control of Jin Sakai, and that maintains a certain level of momentum just throughout the gameplay that I really appreciate. The navigation system, which uses the wind to direct the player, also adds to that sense of momentum and helps you stay in the world by removing the need to ever look at a minimap, but it still directs the player in a way that feels natural and unobtrusive. There's a lot more to say about the game, you know, in terms of things like its story and its visuals, but those were some of my big gameplay takeaways. It just does a really good job of keeping you in the game and the world at all times, which I, I really appreciate. Ghost of Tsushima is currently sitting at an 84 on Metacritic. My friend Matt Miller at Game Informer gave the game one of its most positive reviews with a 9.5 score. Miller wrote in his review, Ghost of Tsushima captures the mystique, fierce violence, and barely contained emotional angst of the great samurai films. The line of inspiration is clearly purposeful. Sucker Punch included a gorgeous Kurosawa mode, which sets a black-and-white film-grain audio-treated effect that doubles down on the classic cinematic vibe. It's well worth turning on, if only for a few missions. But even beyond that cool feature, this is a game that nails the aesthetic it's shooting for, firmly establishing itself as the medium's defining samurai saga. IGN's Mitchell Saltzman gave the game a 9 and wrote, Ghost of Tsushima is an enormous and densely packed samurai adventure that often left me completely awestruck with both its visual spectacle and excellent combat. By steadily introducing new abilities instead of stat upgrades, its swordplay manages to stay challenging, rewarding, and fun throughout the entire 40 to 50 hours that it took me to beat the campaign. 
A few aspects are surprisingly lacking in polish in comparison to other first-party Sony games, especially when it comes to enemy AI and the stealth part of its stealth-slash-action split. Still, this is an extraordinary open-world action-adventure game that solves several issues that have long gone unaddressed in the genre, while also just being an all-around samurai-slash-in-good-time. Easy Allies' Bradley Ellis gave the game an 8.5 and wrote, Ghost of Tsushima has a lot going for it. Combat is fast and fluid, and the story is engaging, thanks to some great characters. Most disappointing is that taking a stealthy approach can sometimes make victory feel simple and unearned. Despite that, the island itself is the biggest draw, taking you on a captivating adventure through its beautiful world. U.S. gamers Mike Williams, who impressively did just about everything you could in the game. He tweeted some screenshots of basically having a metaphorical check mark next to every activity in the game, gave Ghost of Tsushima an 8, and wrote, Sucker Punch's first stab at a stealth action adventure hits the mark. Eh, quick aside here, Sly Cooper, I feel like, has a fair bit of stealth in it, but that's neither here or there. That's just semantics. Anyway, back to the review. The island of Tsushima is a beautiful backdrop for this tale of revenge and honor, and the environmental art is a visual treat. Combat and stealth are largely solid, though there are issues with the camera and hitting the right targets. The biggest stumble comes with the Japanese vocal track, which isn't synced correctly with the character's lips. A shame for a game like this. Ghost of Tsushima isn't the most innovative way to end a generation, but it is a fun one. GameSpot's Edmund Tran had a lot of nice things to say about Ghost of Tsushima, but does represent one of the more negative reviews. He gave the game a 7 and wrote, Ghost of Tsushima's story hits hard in the game's third and final act and ends in spectacular fashion. Quick aside again, I totally agree. It left me with the same kinds of strong emotions I felt at the end of all my favorite samurai film epics and had me eager to watch them all again. The game hits a lot of fantastic cinematic highs, and those ultimately lift it above the trappings of its familiar open-world quest design and all the innate weaknesses that come with it. But those imperfections and dull edges are definitely still there. Ghost of Tsushima is at its best when you are riding your horse and taking in the beautiful world on your own terms, armed with a sword and a screenshot button, allowing the environmental cues and your own curiosity to guide you. It's not quite a Criterion classic, but a lot of the time, it sure looks like one. All of those reviews are linked in the show notes. Ghost of Tsushima releases on Friday for PlayStation 4, and I can't wait for everyone to get their hands on it and start sharing a million amazing screenshots. As an additional compliment to the game, for me, I beat it last night and knocked out all the major side quests before hitting credits. I completely leveled up Jin Sakai. There are no more skills for me to purchase with experience points, but... I fully plan on returning to it to chase down that platinum trophy. I also want to see all the clothing options, too. There are a lot. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Original Games, and more are all coming to Stadia. Google held a short, compared to recent presentations like Ubisoft and Devolver anyway, Connect presentation today that made some interesting announcements. A bunch of new games have been added to Stadia and Stadia Pro, and the presentation also reminded everyone that you can sign up and you know get a free month of Pro, which I honestly recommend, if for no other reason than to just give the service a real shot. A thing that has been promised for some time is also starting to be integrated. If a YouTube video has a Stadia link in its description, then you can click it and start playing right away, which is a small, you know, but neat thing. They also said that the Stadia bundle, which includes a controller and the Chromecast needed for streaming, has been lowered somewhat to $99.99, which is nice. It used to be $129.99. I I bought one. I wanted a Chromecast anyway. That new price is attractive. I think Stadia is cool. Maybe I won't use it much and I will regret my purchase, but I don't know. Something about that price drop just made it feel like the right time. Super Bomberman R is coming to Stadia, which was a Switch launch title, but it has some cool stuff. It has weird guest characters like Snake from Metal Gear Solid and Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. It also has an online 64-player mode, which is weird but cool. Dead by Daylight is coming to Stadia. Elder Scrolls Online has been on Stadia for a few weeks, but there was a reminder that pro members need to get their copy by July 16th, Thursday, to hold on to it. Serious Sam 4 is coming to Stadia, as is Hello Neighbor. Outriders, from the creators of Bulletstorm, which continues to look very cool, is coming to Stadia. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is coming to Stadia, which was maybe the most interesting announcement to me. It was also weird to be reminded of that game after playing so much Ghost of Tsushima. They're different games, but they do kind of take place in the same era or very close to the same era. So it was it was weird to be thinking about those games side by side. All the recent Hitman games are coming to Stadia. And PUBG's eighth season was teased with a July 30th launch date. It looks like it might have a new map or at least an aesthetically redesigned map. All those announcements were, you know, all well and good, but... The more interesting, Stadia-focused announcement were some originals that are on the way. A game whose full title, I believe, is One Hand Clapping Sing Your Song is in early access now, and it's a charming, well-animated, musical 2D platformer game. Developer Splash Damage, who most recently made Gears Tactics, showed a game called Outcasters, which is an isometric multiplayer shooter all about shooting bullets that curve around corners. It looked cute which is not what you would normally expect from Splash Damage. The leaked Orcs Must Die 3 trailer was also shown, and it was revealed that it is officially out now. The game looks cool, but some of the excitement for it was robbed by the leak. Another interesting detail is that Harmonix, the inventors of Guitar Hero and Rock Band, 
are working on something for Stadia. I am guessing it will be some kind of music game, because that's what Harmonic does, which is tough to do with a streaming game. You can't have any input delay on a music game. Uppercut Games is also doing something for Stadia. They're probably not as well known as Harmonics, but Uppercut specializes in narrative games, which seems like a good fit for the Stadia platform. I think that's where Stadia has the potential to do the best. Story games that don't require a lot of Twitch gameplay. These Connect conferences are, are kind of hit and miss. There's been a few at this point. I am glad to see more Stadia-exclusive games being developed, but they also spent a bunch of time on Bomberman, which is just not a very exciting release. I say this every time I talk about Stadia, but I'm still rooting for the platform. I own a Stadia controller now. It should be in the mail soon, so maybe I will start playing more. We'll see. Here's what released today. Death Stranding is out on PC, and it comes with some extra content, most notably some Half-Life stuff. You can wear a headcrab hat and Alex's cool glove from Half-Life Alex, the gravity gloves, a.k.a. the Russells. You can wear those. I am excited to see Death Stranding come to PC, mainly just to see the game get surfaced again and talked about more. I have no plans to revisit the game on the new platform or anything, but it's a game that's exciting to talk about, and it's one that is still on my mind, especially during this age of pandemic. Every person you meet is basically scared to leave their home, and you talk to them through a holographic video interface. It's eerily prescient. Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town is out today on Switch and PC. It's a remake of the Game Boy Advance game Harvest Moon, Friends of Mineral Town, which is itself a remake of the PlayStation game Harvest Moon Back to Nature. It's confusing that this new game is not called Harvest Moon, but that's all a matter of awkward rights negotiations to the name Harvest Moon. Neon Abyss is out today on Switch, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. It's a game I talked about a few episodes ago because a demo was made available for the game. And, you know, it's still out there as far as I know. It's a roguelite bullet hell platformer with a cool cyberpunky kind of soundtrack. It looks interesting. Halo 3 is out today on PC. It's part of the Master Chief Collection, if you already have that. But you can also buy the game individually on Steam for $9.99. This was maybe the most played Halo in terms of people playing online, I think. I suppose that honor might belong to Halo Reach. But I feel like with Halo 2, people were still kind of trying to figure out playing console games online, and not everyone had their Xboxes online. But with Halo 3, everyone basically had their Xbox 360 online, and they were excited to play their favorite shooter online, many for the first time. And then when Reach rolled around, playing Halo online was no longer a novelty, really. I don't know if that's true at all, but working at a GameStop retail store when Halo 3 came out, it really seemed like that was the fever pitch for Halo, especially in terms of playing online. I am excited to see people revisit it and share their Halo 3 memories. The new Microsoft Flight Simulator is not out today, but it does have a release date. It's coming out August 18th, and it will be available on Xbox Game Pass for PC. Weirdly, a physical disc version of the game will be available, but only in Europe, and only through the website Aerosoft.com, the company that specializes in simulation games. That's it for video game news today. I've been playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima and have really been enjoying it, which, hey, I can finally say, but 
I also downloaded Super Liminal on Switch, so I am excited to play that. And I also grabbed the iOS version of Thumper, which is this great, weirdly scary, abstract rhythm game. I played it on VR when it first came out, and then I played it more when it released on Switch. And then it went on sale for iOS recently. I guess it had been out for a while on iOS, but I, I had no idea. It controls really well with a touchscreen, and it's awesome to play with AirPods. If you are interested in intense rhythm games at all, Thumper is very cool. I have a very straightforward correction from at Firecracken27 on Twitter. They wrote to me, hey, I was listening to Friday's episode and the Curse of the Moon segment today, and while Keiji Inafune is involved with Inti Creates, I think the person you meant to speak of was Koji Igarashi. Inti Creates is the developer behind Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2, but at Firecracken27 is absolutely right. I meant Koji Igarashi. I definitely got my famous Japanese developers who worked predominantly on franchises that first appeared on the NES who have the initial KI confused. Keiji Inafune is known predominantly for working on the Mega Man series. Koji Igarashi is known for the Castlevania series, and Bloodstained is his franchise. Thanks for that, at Firecracken27. Much appreciated. If you have corrections yourself, or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kylam Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info, and please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Metroid Other M right now. You can also find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.